This episode of Disney Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Christmas to theater to Disney, parenting, and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and dreamers of all ages, welcome to the Disney Countdown Show. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Countdown Show. It's happening, Danny. Can you believe it? We're here for yet another episode. I'm keeping an eye on your audio bar. Was my game on really high? I was like, that, I got real excited. I was looking on that very one. yellow and almost red. Almost red, not quite. <laughs> not quite. It was, you were, it was almost you were turning tip-toe. red. Hey, <laughs> a little Disney for you. I like hey, that. Ew. I appreciate Early. that. Uh, my name is Eric Peterson. I'm here with my good buddy Danny Jordan. Yo, and we are all alone. No Chris Sisley today. So weird. We're recording on an. An off day. An off day. I yes. was trying to think of uh, the right An the, odd day. An odd day. And, when uh, I think of days of the week and yeah. which days are evens and which ones are odds, I would guess Tuesday and Thursday are odds. Really? I feel like <laughs> something about Monday being like one, Wednesday being three, right. and Friday being five, if you think of... That's I how was, my brain. I thought of you might go there, but then there's some people, and I don't. These people are monsters, so I'm sorry <laughs> if you're one of these people. But what's up with the people who their week starts on Sunday? That's weird. Like That's the calendars real. where it's like Sunday is yeah, the yeah. first day of the week, which just makes you think that the whole idea of time is just <laughs> it's silly. a construct. It's just a construct. <laughs> but either way, you look at it. It's Thursday. That's right. It is Thursday, yes. and we're recording here uh, live from. An undisclosed location. I won't say it is a very inconspicuous building on a street. That's right. In a town. In a town in America. In on the West Coast. Yes, in California. We'll even give you that. (laughs) Yeah, we'll give you that. If you can find us based off that information, you get a pin. You get a Disney pin. Yes, and then we hear a little knock at the door. Somebody's already. Wait, have you seen that guy on TikTok (laughs) who he goes to like he tries to find the most random locations across the country? Okay, and then he'll post. A picture just of like him with some sort of background could be just like in a restaurant. You know, it's not like he's next to a sign that says I'm in Montana. You know, like he just like posts a picture and then he waits. And then his whole TikTok channel is the first person that comes to him. He gives like a Rolex to what? And it's the first person that comes to him that says, enjoy the journey. Really? It's like his like phrase. And so he'll go to like some random like campground in Utah. Wow. He'll post his thing and then he kind of does a time lapse of him. You know, sometimes when he started doing it, it would be, you know, a long time, like many hours, sometimes. Yeah, if multiple you have like days. seven followers on TikTok. Right. But now he'll post something and like within thirty minutes, someone comes pulling up and is like, That's Enjoy incredible. the journey. And he's like, Here's your watch. That's now do you think people are like trying to guess ahead of time? Because is he always popping up in different states? Different states. He's literally like all across the country. I'm so intrigued by this. It's really pretty cool. I feel like we need to incorporate that in some way. Like maybe when we go to the Disney parks, we post like a random photo of us at somewhere in the park. And the first person who comes and finds us gets one of our little Disney countdown pins. I love that. Which are a limited edition. That's right. A new drip, Mm. as they like to say. In yes. like the limited drop yeah, yeah. world. Yeah. Like I have a buddy who does like custom baseball gloves and they're like new drip. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's the phrase. Should should we say that? 
Yeah, I well, think so. Okay, so we've it's got a new drip. We've got a new drip. We got a new drip. It's a. I just sent out two yesterday, actually. Really? Yeah, to That's some great. of our loyal Patreon supporters. So if you want, if you're a big like Disney pin trader, yeah, there's only fifty of these in existence. Get them now. Get them while they're hot. Yeah. Get them while they exist. And we are numbering them on the backs. So you know. Great. And actually, as I think of this, I did not write the numbers. On the ones that on the, out. Is there only two out in the world right yeah, now? Yeah. All right. So those two are the ultra special rare oh. unnumbered. That means I have to number every pin from now on because then. Three. You have to start at number three. Oh, Three wow. of 50, four of 50. Oh, my God. So so Nick and Mary, yep. you two special. are getting very special. If you want to get one of these special pins, all you have to do is click the link in our episode notes. You can join our Patreon, support yes. the show. You get bonus content that's only available to you. Bonus countdowns. And who doesn't love? more countdowns absolutely and you get to be a part of this like massively magical community on social media uh the disney countdown crew yeah uh we would love to see you there so click that link and while you're at it follow us on social media we are at disney countdown show on instagram and tiktok we are at uh, pod disney on twitter and you can find us on facebook as well um and those are all the socials and rate and review and please rate and review we love that we love reading the reviews um yeah you know we're we're very happy we feel like this the disney show is sort of percolating and growing yes. in a nice pace um but we definitely want more people to be listening so mm -hmm. if you are listening and you're like man i love this show but you haven't told anybody it's just a personal experience for you maybe make it a goal in this next week to tell three people about Ooh, our show that. that you think might enjoy it this reminds me of when i used to work at the ymca and we would be at the park and we'd be like getting ready to go to the pool after yeah. eating lunch i'm like all right everyone has to pick up five pieces of trash yeah like, but i only had one piece you're like well i guess you got to find four more like i i kind of feel like we're being camp counselors right That's now, good. but but camp and Disney, absolutely very similar. We're the camp uh, counselors of Disney. We we really are. Speaking of camp counselors in Disney, I went to the park the other day. Okay, very love exciting. that. Uh, we went on a very very rainy day. Yeah, you said but, you were going. I was like, okay. Yeah, we went on Tuesday of this week, this past week. But you know what was kind of fun because we have the magic key passes. Yeah. We really, as we were driving there, we knew it was going to be raining the whole day. We all wore shoes that we didn't care about and clothes that we knew could get wet. And we had raincoats. And we were like, let's just enjoy the fun of getting wet at Disneyland. Yeah. And if you, like, once we were able to, like, get our minds mentally to a place of, like, this is going to be fun. We're all going to have soaking wet feet. We're probably going to be cold. <laughs> not everything's going to be open. Like, yeah. it's not going to be the typical thing. But let's just, like, have fun. We're, it's a Tuesday, and we're at Disneyland. You know? It could be like, worse. Exactly. We took the kids out of school, like, a couple periods early so that we could get a little bit more of the day. Um, but it was great. But why was what I was thinking of was, did you know that the, uh, you know the little, like, campground? I don't know what they officially call it. The, like, campground amusement park mini amusement park that's across from grizzly bear run oh oh it's called like uh something wilderness fort wilderness? yeah no, wilder not wilderness. Wilderness, wilderness something uh, something wilderness experience yeah, or adventure like with all like and the it, ropes yeah yeah, bridges yeah, yeah. And all that yeah. yeah there's the rope bridges and there's like a zip line and you know little caves they can crawl through so cool and it's great my kids love that um and it used to be based on up it was all sort of like and even before that, it was based on something else. But for the last few years, it's been based on up. And like, okay. there's sort of, you get a little map when you go in and they're like, see if you can find Kyle. And you like look for tracks that yeah. are in the cement and everything. And it's very fun. Um, but when I walked by on Tuesday, it has now been switched over to Raya and the Last Dragon. Oh, really? So now I it was closed because it was raining and it was the end of the night. But uh, now I need to go and check it out because oh now it's gosh. based on Raya. Because I you think seen it Raya? Was, I have not. But it was Brother Bear, I think, when it first. 
open yeah, that feels up. right. Yeah. And and that is where if you go to California Adventure at the holidays, that's where the whole Santa setup is. That's where I've shared that story in the past of like when we asked Santa for a baby. Yeah. It was in that they do like a whole oh, set cool. that they build over there. And it's really, really cool. And there are elves who like walk yeah, the yeah. line over there. Really cool space. I, and they've got like those hieroglyphics in the caves. Yeah, yeah. That you can like press on and yeah, then like make see, noises. Yeah, yeah. And you see which yeah. spirit animal you are. Yes, and stuff. Yeah. that's right. Yeah. So I have not seen Raya though. How, how is it's it? Good. Okay. It's good. It's good. It's not like my favorite film ever, but it's good. It's got some uh, beautiful animation, great story. Mm. Um, it's not necessarily as like happy-go-lucky and joyful as some other Disney movies. Right. It's just like a little bit of a darker story, kind of from beginning to end. Um, but it's good. I have to check it out because yeah. they, you know, in the middle of the pandemic, they release like all these. Yeah. Where Luca came yeah. out, I haven't seen that yet. Great. Uh, Raya, I think Encanto released exclusively yeah. through Disney Plus yeah. as well. I haven't seen Turning Red yet, oh, which I good. feel like is like I'm really missing the mark because there's a boy band. You would you would love in Turning Red movie. because of yeah. the boy band, and that's a big part of the movie because they they're called what like Five Street, Four Four Street, Four Town, Four Street, Four Town. I think you're right. It's four, sort of like forever or something like that, but with a four. I don't know. But no, forever five. was or no. I'm thinking of together now. Yeah. Do you remember together? I gotta look it up. Do you remember together? No. They had their own like like mockumentary show on MTV back in the day. Okay. Where it was like they were like filling all of like the stereotypes of what a boy band was. There was like the heartthrob. There was right. the bad boy. Uh, Chris Farley's brother. Uh, Kevin was on the show. Oh wait! Oh my God! I totally remember that. Remember show they now. saying, you know, yes. I know my calculus. Wait, what was that show called? It was called Together. But Together. like, it was. It looked like to get her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because they had like a plus sign. Yes. Oh my yeah. gosh! You, that is bringing it back. Plus sign. <laughs> me. Equal sign. Us. I know the choreo, bro. Don't don't mess with me. Uh, the band here. in Turning Around is called Four Town. Four Town. Four. Kind of like O Town. Yes. Meets like yeah. Five. Remember there was a group called Five. You remember that song? I don't remember that one. Baby, when the lights go out, love and tenderness. I think they were from Australia or something like that. They had these like accents that they they used. But I wanted to go back real quick. You know, we were talking about people who reach out to us and like being camp counselors and wanting people to share share the word. We did actually have someone who did just that recently. One of our our loyal loyal fans named. Adam, who I think uh, had shared something with you recently. Uh, he's about the shoes. About the shoes, yes. yes. So Adam did like a full-on dedicated post. I saw that. To our show. And so let's just read what Creature Kids Books on Instagram had to say. He said, if you love Disneyland or if you love, oh, I don't know, fun or friendship or things that you can enjoy with your family, then you need to check out Disney Countdown Show, Eric Pete, uh, at Eric Pete also known as Eric Peterson, and Danny Jordan. Uh, okay, and it's your bud, Chris, uh, who's producer Chris. Put together uh, great content that makes you laugh and smile and sometimes cry. So huge shout out to, to Creature Kids Books for that really, really kind post that you put up. And, you know, we shared it out. So just like uh, just like Creature Kids, if you want to see your post shared out on the, to the masses on social media, hit us up. Hit us up and do it. Um, so you went to the parks on a rainy day. I'm curious, I don't, recall the last time i went on a really rainy day do you feel like that's optimal time to go on water rides uh if it was a little warmer yeah okay um but i mean frankly how many water rides are left we got splash mountain splash mountain for another minute small world small world but you're not gonna get wet in that one (laughs) and even like pirates there's like barely any wet 
monotonous. True. A little bit. If you're on the right or left edge, you might get a little splash yeah. over. So really, it's like Grizzly Bear Run and Splash Mountain, which right. I think Grizzly Bear Run was closed. It's still. I, I don't think they've announced an opening yeah. date. Yeah. Um, and we only did California Adventure this time. So we only did wait California Adventure or Disney California. We only oh because yeah. they got the Food and Wine Festival. Yes, and we're going to talk with our guest today. We have a yes, guest we have that we haven't even guest. announced oh that's going to be Barry joining us here very very soon uh, at Beastly Appetite on the socials. Yes, uh, this dude is hysterical. He does so much content about like being like middle a millennial going to the parks the food he has this really fun series that i think we should talk to him about about like the best places to go number two yeah at at the disneyland parks which i think is the best it's brilliant it's really i do want to challenge him on a couple of his selections i've seen so far okay because i feel like i don't know some of the picks i'm like hmm i've been in that bathroom (laughs) i don't know if i would choose it like he he had space mountains bathroom pretty high on the list i'm like People puke in that bathroom yeah, all the yeah. time. That bathroom sucks. <laughs> Speaking of bathrooms, yeah. I saw a thing. I was going to do this in memes and things, but we're on bathrooms, so let's just talk yeah, about just it. Yeah, just stay. Let's just stay there. Yeah. Did you see this rumor that was sort of going around the Disney interwebs over the last week about the bathrooms at California Adventure that are no. between uh, the Disney Junior show and the like art of animation building. I know those ones. They're kind of hidden. They're kind of hidden. Behind they're, that fountain that's there, Yeah, there, there's right? like a little fountain, and yeah. it's very kind of square and rectangular looking, right? Yeah. Kind of Egyptian looking. Okay, so the theory is, and this was like somebody brought it up on one of the Disney blogs and then like, or Disney influencers, and then all the other ones were like commenting on it. So here's the theory and the story. Those bathrooms are very, uh, like I said, very rectangular and very specifically designed. Mm. They're based on a Frank Lloyd Wright building, one of his... Kind of on two, but especially on one particular house. I can't remember what it's called, but um, I think it's here in Los Angeles. And it has that exact same, like the square within a square within little lines, like yeah, a little yeah, plus yeah. sign is exactly the same from that house to the bathrooms. Okay. Right. And everybody's like, oh, so it's like a bathroom sort of inspired by Frank Lloyd Wright. Interesting. Now, the theory is there is a movie producer named Joel Silver who produced yeah. like. Lethal Weapon and like a bunch of big he's a big time movie producer right okay he apparently had a famous feud with Michael Eisner back in the 90s and when they built California Adventure the thought is that Michael Eisner made the bathrooms be the same design as Joel Silver's house because Joel Silver lives in that Frank Lloyd Wright house okay bathrooms are based on and they had like a famous feud that they really did not like each other okay so the thought is that Michael Eisner had the bathrooms (laughs) like made to look exactly like Joel Silver's house to be like your house is a piece of crap essentially. oh my gosh <laughs> and so a lot of people think it might be true i can we get michael eisner on the show to some, come drop some, some hot some disney tea, tea on here? i mean i i see him still doing interview stuff i was watching I, I don't know if it was the the disney world 50 or something i was watching something on yeah. disney plus recently and he's still doing yeah interviews about the Talking disney about park it. so mike michael if mikey if you're listening <laughs> mikey i mean i feel like if you're gonna be the ceo of disney a name like mike is a great one because yeah. it's so close to Mick. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like if you're like I feel like if the two heads of Disney were named like Donald and Michael. <laughs> Donald and Michael. And like what? I'm working on so outside of podcast world I produce reality shows and the heads of the production company for the show I'm currently producing are named Michael and Dwight. 
And all I can think of is the office is Michael Scott and Dwight Schrute every single time. People go, Michael and Dwight. I go, oh, my oh, gosh, geez. there's so many little inside jokes that I that I want to drop. That's funny. Um, so I know we have like some Disney news we want to get to. Yeah. Um, but our guest is actually in the waiting room Ooh. right now. Should we bring him in? Maybe we'll include him in our Disney Let's news. Do it. Yeah. This is thrilling. This could not be a more perfect fit, I think, for this countdown. This guest, you know, as we're finishing up talking about our top 10 favorite foods of the Disney parks, this dude right here is just crushing it on social media with so much food-focused content, a millennial's perspective on going to the Disney parks, plus also, as we teased earlier, the best places to rock a deuce at, uh, at the Disney parks. <laughs> the we'll old be, D-Land. We'll yeah. be touching on that here today. Please welcome to Disney Countdown, our new pal, right. Beastly Appetite, Eric Lopez. How you doing, friend? What's up, Eric? How you doing? Hello, hello. I'm super excited, super happy to be here. This is going to be fun. I have a lot of stuff that I'm going to be uh, going over as far as food and the Food and Wine Festival, so this is going to be great. Sweet. We're I so happy. You, I love that you came with, like, do you actually have food there with you? Like, is that the stuff or just like a list? Oh, no. No, just a list. Just a little list. Oh, okay. I was hoping <laughs> you were just going like, to pull out all these plates. You're like, and here's the empanada. I'm yeah. going to a little slice through the middle of it right, right now. Speaking of, can, this is a total tangent, but this is what we do. <laughs> One of my favorite things on television is a cooking segment on a morning show mm. that has been allotted like a minute and a half. And these poor chefs that are world-renowned <laughs> chefs are just trying to show you how to make like a basic mac and cheese or something. Right. But these... Morning hosts are like, okay, yep, yeah, okay, and let's go to the next step. And he's like, I, ju I just put the milk in. And they always are so uncomfortable. And you can, like, feel the producers being like, come on, we got to go, we got to go. And the hosts are like, can I just try it? And then they eat it, and the chef's like, I missed the middle seven steps. Yeah. Like, the pasta only cooked for about 30 seconds. You had to shatter your teeth. If that. I love it. I saw one, though, the other day, and I was, it was on the Today Show, and I was just like, Poor Hoda and you know yeah. Jenna uh, Bush were just like okay that's okay can we just try it and the yeah. chef was like oh sure just but also just like try. the Today Show is like three hours long right. like could they not have given them <laughs> three a few minutes. extra Come minutes on. I mean we don't need to go to the orange room for real again we don't need to go out to the plaza give this Absolutely. dude a few more minutes to cook his to cook his pasta. sorry I took us on a tangent so so Eric oh, you know we, we fully expect you to cook seven dishes yes. uh, during your interview today so but you so only have three got, minutes to I do got it. Eight. I got He's got eight. <laughs> Great. You're our kind of dude. Uh, well, Eric, you are just blowing up all over social media with your handle Beastly Appetite. What what was it that inspired you to start putting out all this, you know, massively magical content, as we call it, out on the out on the Internet, out on social media? So it all had to do like back in like 2016 or 2017, way back. It was um, I just love food. And I had another friend that uh, started a foodie blog on Instagram. His name is Foodie OC. And uh, he kind of inspired me to go in that route. And uh, after a while, I moved to Montana for about three years. There's no food over there whatsoever. So I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> so I stopped doing food blogging in general. And then I moved back in 2021. And one thing led to another. I did more Disney content. I love trying food at Disney. So both of them just kind of mesh well together. So now here we are. <laughs> yeah. What do you think it is that that people love so much about your content? Because I've been following your page for a little while, and it yeah. feels like in the last couple, like few months, your page is just absolutely exploding. It feels like every time I go back to your page, you got another like a thousand followers or two thousand followers. It's wild. I'm. I have no idea. I feel like I'm a pretty uh, okay person. Uh, I feel like my personality in general kind of just kinda speaks for itself. Um, but I feel like it's the nostalgia with the Disney parks. Like mm. most of us, 
uh, grew up with some sort of Disney movie, some sort of Disney show, yeah. or going to the parks in general. So this has been kind of one of those things where I meshed the nostalgia with food and the millennial stuff as well, which apparently kills it. Um, <laughs> and uh, I just I, I just have fun with it. That's all it is. I barely try in any of my videos. And when I do, it's like, you know, it's, 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 it's fun, but also at the same time, most of the time I'm spending about five minutes editing. And I'm like, all right, cool. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Over. Thank you. yeah. So, I mean, if, if I can give my own personal take on why you're, I think you're exploding, you have such joy that like jumps out of the screen mm. in every one of your videos. Yeah. And that's yeah. what people like, you know, that's one of the things that we've always tried with our podcast is like, just bring joy to the world, bring some happiness, you know? Oh yeah. And I feel life, like life is too short not to be happy, you that's know? Right. <laughs> and I feel like your yeah. posts are always like filled with like my favorite shot to get real specific that you have in a, a lot of your posts, not the same one, but <laughs> anytime it's like you on big thunder mountain, like coming around a corner, just like, ah! <laughs> I just, that's like my fit. That's that particular, like, part of your videos is always my favorite part oh yeah it's just pure joy oh, you know and yeah. i think you know we talk about this you know eric and i have a another podcast called christmas countdown that you know we've been so fortunate to do for a few years now and i think the the feedback we always get from people is that it's, it's joy you know and and i think your content is exactly that and as we know we live in a world as we say so often it's just very cynical and very negative yep. and it's so easy to go on social media and be exposed to that type of content and i think people want that breath of fresh air people want to smile people want to laugh and i think what you're doing yeah. is providing them exactly that and and we've talked about it on the show so i think it's important to bring it up you know someone like you face to face is i i think people should like offer up a huge thank you to these disney creators who are going out there and taking all this time to capture content and and to spread joy you know i think you guys are neutralizing a lot of the crap that exists in our world and and we're grateful for yeah. it and grateful you, to have you here. Do you guys, I mean, you particular, but if you've heard from other Disney influencers, do you get a lot of comments from people like across the country that are not near a Disney park that are like, I'm like living vicariously through you or thanks for showing yes. me this stuff yes. on a constant basis? I would imagine that that would happen. But tell us more about yeah. things you get. There's like um. In most of my comment sections, or I'll get in my uh, DMs as well, it's like, hey, I live in the UK, or like, hey, I live over here in uh, Canada, or hey, I live in Mexico. Um, I'm living vicariously through you, and I appreciate the content that you're putting out. Also, you just seem like a very happy, genuine person. I'm like, yeah. I am. Um, it all goes back to like, just <laughs> life is too short to not be happy. And I feel like I was put on this earth to make people laugh, to make mm. people smile. Uh, so it's one of those things that's just like, if I have other people from other countries, literally looking at my stuff i it's it's mind-blowing because i never thought it would reach uk or right. canada or any other places just because i thought it was just going to be orange county yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we know yeah. we know that feeling yeah. well yeah. with the christmas podcast we thought you know eric was in between seasons of his show and i was in between yeah. seasons of shows i was producing and we're like oh our parents and our like wives will listen yeah. to us talk about christmas and then all of a sudden like you say you have people from like australia and japan and africa like we have this it's wild it's, it's so wild. wild when that happens yeah. i know it's the coolest thing and we say to these people and i'm sure it's you know the same for you and maybe this is a platform for you to share it is that you know people reach out and they say like this huge thank you to us for putting this content out in the world but i'm i'm curious if you have the same feeling that like when we get those messages like the feeling of thanks they're expressing to us, that gratitude, we feel exactly the same thing back towards them for reaching out 100%. and sharing those kind words with us. Um, 
A hundred percent. That's that's how it is. And whenever I have people that come up um, when I'm at the Disney parks, it's like, hey, thank you so much for everything that you do. It's like, of course, like this is just something that I I love doing and it's a great hobby and I get to meet p- cool people like you guys. Hmm. I was in a dark place before, um, got a divorce and all that stuff. And I, I reverted back to what is happy? What is something that makes me me? And hmm. it went to the Disney parks. So ever since then, I've just had this mindset of like, I want to get to know people. I want to get to uh, have all these experiences with strangers and uh, have some lifelong friends. And then now I have just a good amount of friends whenever I go over there. I feel like I can go by myself and I can always meet somebody over there. And it's great. Um, But whenever somebody else comes up to me, I'm just like, it's almost like an imposter syndrome. Like, why? (laughs) Why do you why do you like me? But also at the same time, it's like, they'll tell me right then and there, like, I appreciate what you do. And it's 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 funny. Yeah, thank you. It's I I try. That's (laughs) awesome. Um, Okay, I have, uh, forgive me, a just logistical question. (laughs) How do you and other Disney influencers are you making like reservations to go to the park like every day or like th- I'm not even saying like how often do you go? You can keep that to yourself or not. But like how do you manage the the reservation system of like t- talk to me about that? I am the worst person when it comes to reservations because people will tell me, hey, we're going to the parks next week right. on Tuesday. Right. At five o'clock, make your reservation. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it right now. And then Tuesday comes, I'm like, crap, I don't have a reservation. So I'll just, uh, it, I'll, something always comes up, no yeah. matter what. So um, I probably go. I don't, I don't mind answering the question. It's one of those things where um, I go about two times a week, maybe three times a week. It just depends on how, um, how I feel. Yeah. Lately, I think I've been going about two or three times a week now. But there's times when I'm busy and I just go maybe once a week. Yeah. But uh, when it comes to the reservation system, um, I have other people that have to tell me, hey, make your reservation. I'm standing <laughs> over you right now Do it, until yeah. you make it. It's like, that, that's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. I mean, yeah. you go two, three times a week. What is your feelings about this dude who went like almost 3,000 days in a row? Like, that's, uh, isn't that how? wild? How? <laughs> First of all, how? Yeah. <laughs> but also... Also, at the same time, I feel like somebody that goes that often, 3,000 times over a year or whatever it was, like you have to live five minutes away. You have to, you can't be there more than maybe like an hour or so just because whenever I go there, I'm there at four o'clock and I usually leave by seven. Like I'm good. Yeah. I'm done. I'll make a lap. uh, I'll get some food. Yeah. I'll get some content. All right, cool. I'm out. I love Disney, but also at the same time, I sure. don't want to be there until the very, very end when it's midnight and everybody wants to get back into their cars and it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a mess. Tell me this. So, no, is but... there, even though you go so often, is there anything that you do every single time or that like more often than not, you got to sneak in either a ride or a food or a place to be like, what's one of those things that you're like, even though I'm going quite often, I can't miss doing this. Yeah. Um, lately now, it's been uh, the train at Disneyland. Yeah. Mm. I'll go straight in to the right because if you go to the left, I don't know what you're, you're a doing. monster. I'll go yeah. to the right side. <laughs> exactly. You go to the right side. I go up the stairs. Yep. All right, cool. I'm good. Even if I just do that and I take off, I'm set the entire day. Yeah, yeah. But now um, there's people that started Disneyland, that started DCA. I always. 100% of the time, start at DCA, no matter what. Yeah. Even if it's, uh, 
Like if there's some big event going on at Disneyland, start at DCA. Yeah. That's my favorite park over there. Yeah. So what's yeah. your favorite ride at DCA? Uh so DCA has to be Guardians. Yeah. So good. Mind you, I I, I did not like Guardians for the longest time. I hate rides that go up and down. Yeah. Uh, it's it just doesn't sit well with sure, me. Yeah. I went to Knotts not too long ago, and uh, what was it the uh, that ride that goes all the way the down? Drop, yeah. You can pay me, you can pay me a thousand bucks. I will never go on that ride <laughs> ever. But Guardians, that's probably one of my favorite ones, just because it's themed very well. There's always something new going on over there yep. as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that probably has to be one of my favorite ones. I also feel like when they changed it over to Guardians, that they. A, they added more drops, which is cool if you like the feeling yep. of drop. But also, they made it mm-hmm. smoother. There was something about like yep. the last like second or so of a drop that was like, Hugh. whereas I feel like in Tower of Terror, yep. it was like, boom, like you really yeah. like hit a, a yeah. stopping point, which it helps with the stomach a little bit. Hundred percent. What have you been to the Tower of Terror in uh, Disney World? Yes. So that one freaked me out, but also at the same time, it was still fun. I just wasn't expecting the the elevator to go horizontally. Move, yeah. I was just like, what? It's a totally what different thing. Yeah. Does it push out? It goes through a whole track. Oh, does it really? So like you go into yeah. the elevator, and then it the elevator unit goes through a whole track oh, and up a whoa. thing, and then it goes to a spot, and then it drops. Oh, see, I didn't go on it when we went a couple years ago because my, my kid was too yeah. small, and it was like, I either got to do that or rock and roller coaster, right. and I went, Rock and roll. My wife actually had her senior prom at the Tower of Terror because she's from Orlando. And so for high school, for their prom, they literally rented out the Tower of Terror. And so, like, that lobby that's all filled with, like, you know, cobwebs and stuff, they had tables and stuff. And they all, like, (laughs) sat there and did their prom at Tower of Terror. That is epic. Yeah. Uh, Fun fact. And now that we're kind of talking about this, did you guys know that you can rent out Haunted Mansion? to do like your reception there for a wedding oh, it's like awesome. I think at disneyland 58 or yeah at disneyland 58 or sixty thousand dollars gets you that dining room in haunted mansion what it's like that that's awesome i know oh right gosh i know i was like wait what that's hours? actually super cool if i had the money to drop like yeah i'm gonna do that yeah <laughs> that's it's got to be after hours right because yeah, wouldn't yeah. that be wild if you were like going through that scene you're like wait those are real people down Although, there you know like <laughs> if you <laughs> If you ever watch the uh, Disney Weddings show that's on Disney Plus, yeah. a lot of times they do those weddings like just super early in the morning. So yeah. they do the wedding at like five a.m. You have you can get married right in front of the castle oh, yeah. or whatever, but then it's like, but now hey, hey, get out of here, yeah, get out of here, <laughs> the park's opening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. what were you go. thinking? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So Eric, uh, what is it like? You know, because of social media and you know you having this huge audience. You know, you shared that like people will sort of like point you out at the parks. What is that experience like? You know, like for you as a kid growing up, it sounds like loving Disney. And it used to be when we were kids, the only people you pointed out at the parks were like Mickey and Minnie and Donald and Goofy and your your favorite characters. But now people like you, you know, Magical Millennial, Dapper Danielle, like all these people that have these huge followings. Do you have people come up like want to take pictures with you, want to want to get to know you? And, and, and if oh, so, what's oh, that like? 100 percent. You named two of my favorite content creators too, Magical Millennial and Dapper, Dapper Danielle. Awesome people. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to people coming up to me, it still feels very surreal mm. and it feels almost like that imposter syndrome, you know? Yeah. Um, but on daily, every single time I go over there, there's at least one to about maybe 10 to 15 people that come up to me. It's like, can I take a picture with you? It's just wow. like, yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. That's 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 great. And then they're nervous, and then I'm nervous, and I'm shaking, and then they're shaking. So it's just oh, kind of one so of those cool. things where like, all right, cool. We feel the same way. We're both <laughs> nervous, and I don't know what to do with my hands right now. So. <laughs> Full on Talladega Night <laughs> style. It. Yeah, I don't know what to do. My hands. Uh, exactly. Oh, we got the reference. All right. Oh, <laughs> dude. Yeah, you are in a We're safe space here, my friend. We get most references here uh, at Disney uh, Countdown. Uh, yeah. Um. So we did have a couple of bits of Disney news that yeah. we, we did want to share before we get to the the countdown Let's here. We interrupt our program to bring you this Disney news. You know, Food and Wine Festival is is going on right now, which I think is the number one thing to touch on. And Eric, you know, here in the studio, you got to go. And I saw on, on your IG, uh, Beastly Appetite, that you were there uh, recently as well. Um, I haven't been yet. You know, can you talk me through the experience? Um, what are some of the foods that have, like, stood out to you um, during, during Food and Wine Festival this year at California Adventure? So it's over at Disney California Adventure. Um, and there's various booths over there with different kinds of food, different kinds of drinks as well. Um, but there's a sip and savor pass that you get, which is the one that Eric is holding up right now. <laughs> and uh, you get about eight, you get about eight tabs on them. Yep. I believe they're anywhere from 58 to maybe $62. I'm not too sure, but that I believe is that the is price. Correct price. Point, um, yes. So when it comes to that, I go back and forth on whether or not I want to grab it or if I don't, just because if you do the sip and savor pass, they cater the food to where it's uh, smaller bites mm, versus okay. if you go to the actual booth mm-hmm. uh, and you get it, like, let's say a la carte, you get just a little bit on the bigger side. For me in general, I love food. I want it bigger. So <laughs> I will spend, I will spend the $8 and 50 cents or whatever it is just to get it a little bit bigger. But if you're coming to the parks um, once in a blue moon, that sip and saver pass is probably going to be your best bet for me. Somebody that goes pretty often, it's like, you know what? I'll, I'd rather spend the actual, like the full money and grab the food from there. Yeah. The kiosks are from what? Like basically over by like cars land, yeah, uh, kinda, and then all the way back. They wrap yep. around back towards, um, goofy roller coaster. Essentially. Okay. Mostly around Pixar pier and, and in the sort of main drag. Yeah. And what are the must tries? Yeah. Do you think Eric at, uh, sip and saver food and wine festival this year? So at least for me, it's going to be the Chile relleno empanada. So mm-hmm. that one is a really good one. Um, it has like a chile de arbol sauce on top, and then it has Oaxaca and Cotica cheese inside. Um, that one, I'm trying to remember where it was. It is the uh, Caliente uh, booth. Okay. Um, it's over by Ariel's, like the Ariel ride. Yep. Okay. Um, but that's a really good one. That's my favorite. And then another one that's my favorite is going to be the uh, carbonara mac and cheese. Oh, um, yes. That sounds good. That yes. One, that one. That one is amazing. And it's the garlic kiss booth. Garlic kiss okay. booth. Um, yes. Everything. You tried it. Yeah. Right? Yes. Everything <laughs> in that booth is amazing. It was awesome. I, I want to yeah. give this bit of advice because you may know this, Eric, but my wife bought our uh, little tag here uh, and she told me about this and i was like oh that's an interesting piece of information that i wouldn't have thought would not have thought of um well two parts of this one i saw somebody posted on the interwebs that the thing to do if you're going to food and wine is go to one of the booths and order all the things you think you want for the day Mm. and then you get it on a receipt 
And then you don't have to go and wait in line for each time. So you say, I'm, I'm going to want the mac and cheese and a brownie and the macaroon or whatever. And then you get it all in yes. one receipt. And then you just walk up to the booths and say, here's my receipt. Oh, I need smart. the fudge brownie. And you don't have to wait in line. That's really So smart. that's amazing. But the other part of that is, yes, you're right, Eric, that there are eight tabs on this sort of big pass. But if you tear the tab off... It is null and void. Yeah. The oh, Disney really? employee yeah. has to be the one to like remove it from your thing. Oh wow! Even if you're like Lisa was like, even if you're standing right in front of them, they were like, "Don't rip it off." Like, let the Disney employee Whoa. rip it off of your thing. Do you have one left over? I have one left over. Ooh! But I think they they're still good. I don't think they go bad. Well, that's it expires nice. April twenty fifth. Okay, so we got we got yeah. Beastly Appetites top two. What's what's your maybe third item you might recommend for people going out to food and wine? To the food and wine festival, the other one would be the IPA sausage, oh, and uh, that, that one is going to be—it's <laughs> a good one. Um, at least for me, I put it on my Instagram not too long ago, and I think I gave it like an eight out of ten. The only reason I gave it an eight instead of a, a ten was the um, the cheese sauce on top. Mm. It had a little bit of a, like a synthetic taste to it, but also at the same time, like the sausage was good um the onion bits were good on top of it as well the pretzel bun was amazing so mm. all of that kind of meshed well together so that one was amazing the only thing is i wish i knew what ipa they use to prepare the sausage because yeah. that's what they do they'll, they'll boil it in some sort of ipa yeah um but that one was amazing ipa sausage dog on a soft pretzel roll with onion pepper jardinier cheddar cheese sauce and malt vinegar onion crunch Woo. Oh, that sounds so good. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, I really I did yes. not get is that it one. Spell with really a G in to. there, onion? Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay. <laughs> so fun fact about uh Eric Peterson is that he pronounces the word onion, onion. Onion. With a G in it. Onion. Onion. Yeah. Onion. That's how you say it. That, I mean. I mean that's how any normal person <laughs> would say it's it. It's been a two year debate between <laughs> us how one pronounces the word onion. Onion. Well, I'm going to food and wine uh this weekend. I'm going great. on Sunday. So you, you guys have, have given some, some great tips. Yeah. Oh nice. I may do it without the pretzel bun. I'm, sure, I'm yeah. keto right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything out there you notice like for anyone who might be like have dietary restrictions that like sort of stood out to you? Like keto friendly stuff, uh you know, asking for a friend, uh, asking for a friend. So at least so like me in general, I have a lot of friends that are, are uh, gluten-free. Okay. Um, there are probably three items that are gluten-free and two of them are drinks. The other one, <laughs> there, I, it's water, I can't even water remember. And... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the third one, I can't even remember what it is, but I think it's like some sort of gluten-free hot dog. Oh, um, interesting. All right. So I'll keep yeah, an eye out but if that. you have diet... <laughs> If you have dietary restrictions, if you're going to a theme park, it's going to be very difficult to find food that's going to cater to your needs. Yeah. Yeah. So I always tell people like, you know, there are salads throughout the Disney parks and there are some healthy options. I just don't know what they are. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah. But they, I will say Disney is good about that is that if you go up to the cash register at a lot of the restaurants and you say, can I see your like allergen list or like your gluten-free options there's usually like a separate menu that you can get to sort of review so you can make sure you're you're getting what you need they take care of people which which i appreciate a lot of the cast members there don't um 
they do and then they don't know. So I always end up going to the people that have the plaid shirts because they always have a list of just stuff in general that's like, what's what's something that I can have over here? Where's the closest bathroom or where's the closest like water station, like stuff like that. Yeah. So anybody that has a plaid shirt, I always tell them, like, hey, go to them because they have a lot more information that a lot of the cast members do yeah. just because they're already busy enough doing whatever they're doing. Yeah. Um, they're the ones that have all the information and all that fun they're stuff. They're the pit but, boss. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Okay, exactly. two more bits of Disney news, and it does pertain to this weekend in particular. Uh, and I'm sure, Beastly, you are very tapped in on this. One of my favorite rides in the world has been closed down for a little while. I know what you're talking about. Indiana Jones is reopening this Friday, the 17th, uh, at Disneyland. And I am so excited about that. I'm just giving you backing music. You I, can keep I talking. I appreciate that. It's like getting me in the mood. I feel like I need a, I need a leather coat. You, like you were looking at me like, can you stop that? I'm trying to talk. I wanted to let you know. I'm, I'm backing you You started up. cracking a whip in front of me. You put like a little golden idol in front yeah, of me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited about Indiana Jones reopening this weekend. And speaking of, like, this is the weekend of reopenings because we also have Mickey's Toontown is reopening on Sunday. The whole Toontown is open. All yes. of it, yes. The whole Toontown. Have you had a sneak peek? Because I know they invited like some some Disney influencers out there. Have you seen any of what we can expect from the other parts of Toontown that haven't been opened yet? Have you seen any of that, Eric? A lot of that stuff, no. I haven't seen a lot of it. Uh, when, the, when Toontown first opened for the Disney 100th, I was fortunate enough to be able to go and to preview the entire ride. So that was amazing. The... Um, runaway railway yeah. um but other than that though i haven't seen anything on that back corner over there i don't know if any of my friends have seen it yet um i'm sure they're gonna have some sort of preview at some point yeah. but yeah i'm excited for it because toontown was always a place that we, we would go growing up that was we go straight to toontown and basically just hit all the rides over there and then go to tomorrowland yeah so I don't know if you've heard eric on tiktok but uh <laughs> it's kind of a big deal i have this key that uh is the official key to Toontown that I won <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh, they used to have this show when Toontown first opened back in 1993, and they would pick a kid yeah. out of the crowd to help save Toontown, and they would give you this this key. I've been trying to lobby on social media to get Disney to bring me out to reopen Toontown. Because how can you reopen a place without <clears throat> the key to open You need open the it. key to open the door. Uh, Honestly, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> so far, Disney Parks has been crickets on uh, on TikTok, but, you know, I'm I'm just oh, I'm gonna keep talking about it until it's open. That's um, right. And I might just show up on Sunday with my key and be like, I'm here. I'm here. Here I am, everybody. <laughs> Don't am worry. Here. But uh, but yeah, that's that's the big piece of Disney news. And there's one piece of sort of sad Disney news that that popped up. I don't know if you heard. Uh, Disney legend and Imagineer Raleigh Crump passed away. You know, he was instrumental in so many aspects of the Disney parks, and you can see him if you watch uh, the Imagineering story on on Disney Plus. Uh, just Great personality, you know, a lot of his spirit, I think, you know, lives on in the Disney parks. I mean, but the guy was, you know, 93 years old, lived a great life, um, contributed so much. And I just, you know, wanted to just recognize him for all that he's done to help make that Disney park experience what it is for so many of us. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Um, all right. So that was Disney news. And now we're going to go into Eric's memes and things. Let's do it. Memes and things. Memes and things. It's time for Eric's memes and things. All right, folks. Here, here are just a few uh, memes and things that I've collected over the last week. One is, uh, I don't know if you've seen these, Danny or Eric, uh, but the popcorn basket with the Cinderella's carriage. Whoa. 
that is you probably can't see this eric through the I've thing but, it. but yeah. it's very cool i love what they're doing with these very shiny buckets. very shiny uh it's yeah. for the disney 100 it's just really cool um okay here's a uh an instagram handle that i just wanted to point out to people that to my knowledge is just little animations of mickey and oswald from what i can tell for the most part but they just are very joyful and fun, and I came upon it. It's the uh, Instagram is Stinkaroonie, S T I N K E R O O N I, Stinkaroonie. But look at those! Aren't those like just really oh, cute? Wow. And are they original oh, pieces cool. by that person? I don't know. I don't know, but I just like the whole aesthetic of like how they drew their Mickey's and Oswalds. So that's why oh, I'm wow. highly awesome. got a little Mario on yeah. there. Yeah, pretty cool, right? Oh, look, they've got uh, yeah. oh, what's um. The professor, uh, Nick Drake. Yeah, he's on here for Pi Day. They did a picture of him holding up professor the symbol of Pi. That's really funny. Pie These are amazing. Um, okay, so that's great. This is a has nothing to do with Disney at all, but I just <laughs> saw it and I was like, unbelievable. <laughs> did you know that there is a combat juggling league? What? What? <laughs> you heard me right. A combat juggling league. Here's a picture of it. What? So they do they use like <laughs> fire? Like you know when people juggle fire, they just throw no, no each fire, other, no or? fire is involved. That might be in season two. I don't know. Um, but right now oh, it man. looks like you got about five jugglers on each side, uh, and they all have three pins. But they're walking around a little like indoor soccer space. Okay. And then as you walk next to the guys, you can knock out their pins. And once all of your pins are out. You're out of the game, I guess. That's, that is a skill. Do you have to juggle a minimum amount of pins to uh, start? Is it like three to start? I think you start with three. Oh, okay. I think they all start with three. Okay. Um, oh, my god. It has gosh. nothing to do with Disney, but I was just was like, that's... You know it would be a pro move? Just start with one and just be flipping it with your left and just run around and knock everybody's... Yeah. <laughs> just drop your own two and just keep yeah, the one. Exactly. Yeah. Smart move. Um, okay, here's the next thing. Did you? Did either of you see this uh, Judy Hopps robot? No. Okay. Yes. So this yes. was was this a D23 or where did they announce this? I think it was the D23. D23. Cuz they also had a real D23. lightsaber which was very exciting. Um That was so cool. Yeah. That was awesome. But then they here's a picture of it. They oh, made whoa. a robot of Judy Hops from Zootopia and it full on like climbed up over a from behind a little, you know, counter or whatever. Yeah. Got up on top of the counter, jumped off, did a roll Got back up, kind of wobbled a little bit, steadied itself. It was like a super oh realistic looking gosh. robot. Yeah. And Disney's been working on it. Uh, and it's is it supposed to like be deployed at the parks? I don't know. I think it's still very early. Like they they only have a skin on like the head and a little bit of the chest, so it's not even fully it's developed. Wildly but... creepy if that starts happening. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but that's pretty wild. Um, okay, here was another thing. Uh, I saw this on Disney on the Dime. Uh, on their oh yeah, TikTok. we followed them. Um, I love this, and then I, when I was at the parks, I went to check it out, and it's very true. Okay, they if when you're walking next to Web Slingers in the new uh, Marvel's campus, yeah, uh, there's three trees at, that are sort of against a, a brick wall, very unassuming. Right. Two of them are regular looking trees, and one of them is very like gargantuan in its trunk. Oh, it's, it's like, just, like bul it's like bulging, big, oh. bigger and bulging, and and it looks crazy, right? Now the reason is this is these little details that Disney <laughs> does so well. I love is it. if you look behind the tree, 
covered almost by a bush. It says caution gamma radiation, and there's a little like oh, drain whoa. that's dripping right into the base of that tree, which is why in theory that tree is filled with gamma radiation and Brilliant. it got bigger. And I was like, come on, that's yeah. just like great, great imagineering there. They do very well with that kind of stuff, and nobody would really know unless you actually pass by it and look behind a tree and just say, oh, right. that makes sense. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I feel like we need to do an episode about like Easter eggs, in because we're going to do a Hidden Mickeys episode, yeah, but I yeah. feel like we should also do a countdown about like Easter eggs, because there's, there's a tree, right, that has like PW and WD carved into it with a heart around it. Yeah, I don't know where that's at too, but I did hear about that at some point. Um, I want to say, yeah, if you find it, let me know. Fantasyland, <laughs> I want to say, over by like as you're coming around like Snow White's well. Mm -hmm. I want to say it's either there, but there's also that little guy who lives in the tree. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that? The like yeah, by I, the entrance to Indiana Jones. Yeah. The little. I'm thing. trying to think. I don't. I think I have, but I don't, I'm not too sure. But it's based off of a book. It was like a Disney book of like the man who lived in the tree. Oh, really? And so they added it That's in there. I just, I love those little things that they do. It's brilliant. Um, all right. A couple more here. This, uh, when we were leaving the park, we, you know, of course, stopped in World of Disney. We got to. A couple things. It's a requirement. Um, I got this super sweet Walt Disney oh, you cartoonist got that? Uh, coffee mug. I love. I, I love that. This is from the Eras collection, I think right. is what they're calling it. I love Anything that is, as much as I love Disney as it is now, the big, you know, behemoth that it is. Right. Being such a fan of animation, I love the like old school stuff about Disney yeah. and how Bib works and like oh, yeah, trying yeah. to get it started and Elias Disney, all that stuff. I love that whole aesthetic. So I uh, had to pick up one of those mugs. Now, this was really cool that I, this was an item that I was unaware was being sold. You can buy a, um, a Woody or a Jesse or a, what's his name? Uh, what's the the horse name? Bullseye. Bullseye. Yeah. Uh, you can be buy like, an buzz? actual marionette. <laughs> yes. Now that's like the life size. That is so cool. It's so cool. <laughs> and aren't I they in that. like black and white? Nice. Or they're sort of like an aged color. Is that? Uh, I didn't open a box. the The color on the box looks like it would be, but I'm not sure. But it looks really cool. So darn cool. Um, okay. did you see? Speaking of that classic stuff, and and Eric. Lopez, maybe you've seen this as well. There's a framed thing that says like Walt Disney Animation or whatever, and it's like 1930 whatever, mm -hmm. and it's got a black frame and it's just like black and white picture. I saw yeah, it. I it was that. around like that classic yeah. mug stuff, and I was like, gosh, that would look so good oh, yeah. here in our studio. Go back. So awesome. Might have to get that. Last thing that I noticed when I was at the park that I just thought was again these little details. I was checking out at World of Disney in front of the wall with all the like jars of sand, you know, and then that has the Tinkerbell fly around. Have you ever done this? I don't Do know, you know what, what you're talking, talking about. about. Trying, I don't so know. So if you go no, into, so. if you go into World of Disney, the the big store that's out okay. on on downtown uh, Disney, downtown Disney. Okay. In the back, if you walk into it like from the side that you were coming from the park, the back left corner is a checkout booth. Um, or you know, stand well, like all the way, all the way back, yeah, okay. all the way to the end of the store and to the left. left. Okay, where all the there's hats this, are. Yep, there's this big wall that has these different like jars of different colored sand. Okay, interesting, fine, whatever. Yeah, but every wow. like thirty seconds or minute, there's a projection of Tinkerbell that like jumps from pot to pot and oh, kind of like gosh. like flies all around there. <laughs> it's really great. It's so cool to see. They do it at Disney World too. Um, but it's it's really I mean it's like a little tiny detail but it's so cool. But one of the things that yeah. I noticed when we were checking out there is there are hand drawn 
Mickey's and like animated, oh, uh, not animated, but like sketches of different Disney characters that are on the desk, like where you're the counter essentially. And they're all, oh they told us that every single counter is different. So they're all like hand drawn, um, little, you know, Mickey and Goofy and Dude. Grumpy and all that stuff. So, okay. It was really that's cool. So, cool. so that's a, and that's right at the same spot that you would see the Tinkerbell in the jars. Beastly, if we don't see this that's on so your cool. Instagram and TikTok that's right. in like the next week, we're going to be really disappointed. <laughs> I really want to see that Tinkerbell thing. So that way I don't have to go it's to awesome. the store. I'll just follow you. It's awesome. Uh, you're, you're, you know, I'm going to, I'm going today. So I'm going to have to actually look around and see it. Yeah. You'd be like, Thank, yeah. thanks to my buddies over at Disney Countdown that's for right. pointing this out to me. That's exactly. Well, that's, uh, that's memes, that was and, memes things. and things. That's yeah. news. Should we? Let's do. Let's do the countdown. We do the countdown? do the countdown. All right. Hit us with that sweet, sweet countdown music, Chris. All right, folks, just a reminder, we are doing the top 10 foods at Disney. Uh, as we normally do, I'm going to remind you of my 10 through 6, and then we will. Uh, I'll give you my number 5, and then we'll go to Danny. He'll remind you of his 10 through 6, and then basically Appetite is going to give us his top 5 as well. Uh, so my number 10 was getting drinks at the Enchanted Rose. Number 9 was 50's Primetime Cafe. Number 8 was the fried chicken at the Hoop to Do Review. <laughs> Number seven was the French onion soup at Be Our Guest. Number six was the kitchen sink sundae, which you can get uh, at Disneyland. I just saw it on somebody's social media yesterday. Isn't it so cute? And I was like, Ooh. I was like, that's that's what Eric's talking yeah, about. And so now great. I feel like I have to have it. It's great. Um, okay, my number five is a classic. Okay. Simple thing, available everywhere. You can even get it at the grocery store. But it's so good is the Mickey ice cream bar. Just Whoa, the vanilla okay. ice cream oh, dipped yeah. in chocolate. <laughs> classic nostalgic so nostalgic it just it's tasty oh, on yeah. a warm day it's great mm. the thickness of the chocolate is always just right you know the the you know ratio of vanilla ice cream to chocolate yeah. is perfect in the mouth so yeah my number five is going to be the classic mickey mm. ice cream bar do you ever have with that bar because one of the reasons i've steered clear of that bar is a yeah, lot of times run into trouble is you take a bite and like all the chocolate crumbles and it falls off. <laughs> yes. Okay. Does that this happen is, with that one? This is, it does. Okay. But this is sort of my favorite part of that meal is the adventure of how, where am I going to bite to get what I need, <laughs> but also keep it intact. Right. If you go like a it's monster a at it and you're just like, I, I, then yes, it's going to disintegrate before oh, your yeah. eyes. Yeah. But if you give it some thought and you're like, all right, if I take a little bit of the right ear, yeah. but not all the way. Or you go all the way to the like hinge point of the ear to the head, then you might be okay because the head will stay <laughs> it's a intact. Of attack. But these, all these thoughts that you have while you're eating it are that's my favorite part. Is it smart to well, let it start to melt a little bit? Does that help no, the chocolate no, no, stick no. together? No. no, no, that's that's a bad move. You got about a minute yep. and a half to eat this thing. And is it smart to keep yeah. the plastic wrapper around the base to catch some chocolate bits that might fall off? Yeah. But then then yeah, you got the sure. wrapper all around your hand. Okay. Yeah. I just, I've never, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to admit something right here. Okay. I've never ordered a Mickey ice cream bar. You can get them at before. the grocery store too. Yeah, but I feel like for my first time. Sure, you should do it at the park. has yeah. got to be at the Disney park. Your homework, your homework when you go is going to be to try one of those now. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. I will put it up on, yeah. on our Instagram for sure. And, and we'll see how it goes. Yes. And is it similar yeah. to like the hand-dipped bar at Clarabelle's? Because I know a lot of people talk about like the hand-dipped chocolate bar at um, Clarabelle's as being really great. No, thing. I've never had that one. And that is, I think they do that dipping like one. right in front of you. You tell us. Yeah, I haven't, ha I haven't had the Clarabelle's one. Um, but again, it's one of those things that you can get literally at a grocery store. Yeah. And it's still, it always still hits 
every mm. single time I go, uh, especially like during the summer when it's around, oh, right. even better. Now, not so much just because it's raining and stuff. So <laughs> so that was my number uh, five. So, Danny, what you got 10 through 6? All right. So, recapping my 10 through 6, at number 10, I had the old, the old reliable, the classic tin of chocolate fudge from Main Street. Uh, at number 9, I had the uh, lunch or dinner chimichanga. I'm going to try the breakfast one when I go Whoa. next time because I haven't had the breakfast one yet, and I really, really want to try it. I really wanted to get it. I saw I was walking. Uh, we went to Toy Story Mania, and I was like, Danny said the chimichanga is really good. <laughs> we should get it. But it was raining so hard. Well, so. you know what you need to do now? Got to go back. Got to go back. Yeah, exactly. Um, go number eight, yeah. I had the- We cr- got to go back. <laughs> That's the you know the meme from Lost when Jack is like- Oh, yes. Uh, and he's like, we've got to go back. Somebody should do that. <laughs> we should do that on yes. our socials. That should be the next cap cut <laughs> yes, thing yes. that trends. Uh, number eight, cream cheese pretzel. Did you try one? No. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. I only eat food and wine stuff. Oh, fair enough. Got to go back. Yeah. Uh, number seven is going to be the filled cones from the Cozy Cone uh, Motel, which are so, so yummy. Uh, and then number six is the chicken fusilli pasta from Pizza Planet over in Tomorrowland. So, so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a must. Okay, this this top five was so hard for me, Eric. I was like sitting on the couch watching the World Baseball Classic last night, debating with myself what because I had like sure. ten items that yeah, needed yeah. to be fit into five. Because Eric Beasley, just so you're aware, usually I'm very organized with my list, and I'll put my ten through one from the beginning. There's no debating; it's just where it is. But this time, I yeah. didn't organize any of them, and so I was just sort of like picking as we were going, and I got myself into a tough spot. <laughs> I was like, he I painted himself ha- into a corner. I did. I had five slots left <laughs> and like nine items to try to fit into that five. So number five, this has to be, I feel like, on everybody's top five. Okay. That's going to be the clam chowder bread bowl at the Royal Street Veranda uh, restaurant. Oh, yeah. It's like- I've never had it. You've never had it? No. You've never had it? No. You got to have it. <laughs> you got to go back. You got to go back. <laughs> you got to go back. How have you never no, had wait, it? I've never had it. It's just like- Every aspect. Wait, is of it, it in the restaurant like next to Pirates? It's right. Yeah, it's the walk-up in, window. Yeah. So there's like a window that's t- if you're looking at Pirates to the right, where the stairs right. go up to yeah, 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 Twenty One okay. Royal I Street. I know what you're talking about. There's that little, little tiny window that, that you walk up to. Right there. Yeah. I had yeah. clam chowder, but it was in a sit-down restaurant that was like in the French Quarter. Oh, what is that called? What's blue now something? It, oh, the Blue Bayou. Blue Bayou, maybe. You've been to the Blue Bayou? I guess. I've never been. Hey, Beastly, yeah, have you been to Blue amazing. Bayou? Yeah, for the first time uh, last month, it, they uh, were accepting walk-ins. What? And I was like, yeah, I want to go. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was expensive. Yeah, it I was mean, super I've expensive. been to Club 33 like nine times, but I've never been to Blue Bayou. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, you gotta go. so clam go. chowder bread bowl at the Royal Steve Veranda. I mean, the clam chowder is bomb. You're signing up for something yeah. great there, but it's... It's the way that the sourdough soaks up the chowder. Is there anything better than a bread bowl? Oh my god! Every soup should be served in a bread bowl. I, I don't know why we have regular food bowls. Should be served in more food, right? <laughs> we, I, yeah. I want all yeah. food to be inside of other food. I don't disagree with that. Sort of like a turducken. Yeah, everything's just wrapped in yeah. something. That's no larger. more packaging. <laughs> all the packaging of the world is gone. We just eat food inside of that food. That would cut down on waste. Think about it. Save the planet. Well, at least waste that goes into the landfills. I always try to eat the bread bowl, and I feel like I, I do a good job of it. But if they don't give me the top yeah. for the, the bread bowl, I go back. <laughs> I go back. It's like, it. hey, my top, my top is missing. And then last time that happened, one of the cast members looked at me like I was crazy. And he's just like, oh, yeah. 
here you go. I'm like, thank you, appreciate it. Well, because you get the thickest piece of bread <laughs> the on bread. the top, nice and, and you and it's, but yeah. it's also that soft, fluffy yeah. on the inside. Oh, that's so now, great. Now, do for you dipping. also? This yeah. is another like adventures while eating. Yes, is I like to when I'm having a bread bowl and soup inside of it. Is the like okay with each scoop, I try to drag a little bit of the inside yes. of the bowl because if you just yes. go soup. Then you get to the end and your bread bowl's like dry and you're like, well, how am I going to eat this? Yeah, so exactly. I, I'm trying to get as much bread yep. as I can. And then you're trying to ration it out as you go through the bowl so that you don't get down to the end with no liquid left. It's it's like the yeah, same exactly. move I do when I have a bowl of cereal, but I'll get a scoop of peanut butter on my spoon before mm. I start eating my cereal. So I just get a little bit of peanut butter mixed in with my bite of cereal every single time i feel like that's the promo of get a little scrape of the edge and then you get down there might be a couple little pieces left but for the most part you just got the shell yeah yeah at the end so anyway it's a must and and if you're not a chowder person maybe don't do dairy they serve gumbo there as well so you can get get their gumbo which is really really yum that's true Uh, really really yum yeah what what am i saying works works for me but yeah that's going to be my number five is a clam cheddar bread bowl at royal street veranda and with that we're going to go over to our buddy beastly appetite to share your number five awesome all right, so I feel like every single time I do this, I always pick the food and Disney California Adventure, mostly because I feel, in my opinion, they have the superior food over there. Ooh, but there's okay. always a couple of food items in Disneyland that I always go to. My number five is going to be the Ronto at Ronto Rosas and Galaxy's Edge. It's the Ronto Less um, Garden Wrap, mm. and I love meat. I love my meat all day, every day, but. This one just has better flavors in there. So it's plant-based sausage. Um, it has uh, a spicy kimchi slaw. It's a good heat, but it's not overpowering. There's a good kind of like sweet pickled cucumber in there as well. You get that like sweet and savory in there as well. Um, and it's not heavy and it's not something that's going to get you full. Mm. And I'm all about like, I'm going to get small bites whenever I'm in the parks for 12 hours or 16 hours or whatever it is because if i go too hard in the beginning i'm done right i'm done after that that's a great point that's a great pro tip for anyone is that eric and i were talking about how we need to do just like a food focused trip i don't know if you ever do this where you just go to the disney parks just to eat um but historically (laughs) i mean your name is beastly appetite so i guess that that tracks uh but for us like eric and i are of the school of thought i was like well if you're sitting down eating you're not going on rides you're wasting time yeah but now <laughs> with the magic key, it feels like you're given that opportunity to sort of take a breath and relax and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I, I, that's a great pro tip is that it's very easy to get sucked in to some of these bigger items. Yeah. But if oh, yeah. you ration it and you do some smaller bites along the way, that's why the chimichanga, you know, you Eric had asked me, he's like, is it can you eat it on the go? Is it mobile? And I said, 100 percent. It's not yeah. like super filling. Like it's it feels like the equivalent of eating a box of popcorn right. to me. Yeah, exactly. You have it on the go. You can go to your next ride, and then you're good to go after that. If I don't have to sit down to eat, I'm I'm solid. All the better. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Yeah. That's a. I love your choice. Uh. This is gonna be my number four choice. Okay. This is gonna be from Epcot. Ooh, we're going all the way up over to the, the east coast. other side okay. of the country here, and that's gonna be the pizza at Pete Napoli Pizzeria Ristorante. <laughs> If you go to the Italy <laughs> Pavilion in the back, you kind of have to go to the back of the pavilion. There's sort of that like town square. And yeah. if you go way into the back, left to the left, there's uh, Napoli Ristorante. Mm. And you can get some of the best, just like fire 
grilled or fire toasted. I don't know what you call it. Fire cooked. Yeah. Um, just like flatbread pizzas Ooh. that are like have still oh, have like yeah. the flour dust on the the Ooh. crust. I mean, it feels really authentic yeah. Italian pizza, and it's like. It's not it's not Domino's and Pizza Hut. It's like, you know, you got leaves <laughs> on it and slices of mozzarella and it's very very authentic, but it is so so good. Epcot, I feel like Epcot has very very good food. Just very good. a little bit probably slightly better than DCA. Yeah, yeah. Just cuz they have so much better stuff over there and also it's a little bit cheaper too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I need to go back. You know that, that yeah. Whenever we talk about, I need to go back. I need to go back. Every time we talk <laughs> about Walt Disney World uh, on this show, it makes me realize how little time I've actually spent sure. in those parks. Because you know, I've been fortunate. Yeah. I've gone, you know, a couple times over the years. But it's not like when you grow up here in Southern California, and you know, Eric, uh, I'll share with you. My dad was a Dapper Dan at Disneyland, so like I grew up going to the parks oh, awesome. all the time, you know. And then I had an annual yeah. pass when I was like in my twenties, and so it just was something that I've always done. Where you look at yeah. Disney World, and it's like I've been to Epcot, I think, three times in my life. So inevitably, I haven't tried all these things. There's just sure. so much to try. Yeah, um, so I've been there stuff. twice now. Yeah. And it's like, I went just recently, I was super fortunate to go, but uh, when we went to Epcot, we focused more on the drinks mm. than we did with the food. <laughs> so that was probably the first mistake, but also I just <laughs> need to go back because there's so much to do over there. Yeah. So, yeah. And it just keeps getting better. Yeah. They just keep adding more attractions and it's not just, when you're a kid and you go to Epcot, you're like, what do I do here? Like, yeah. Well, I feel like yeah. Disney World in particular, because it is, like you said, constantly growing and getting bigger, it is becoming almost less of a like, you go to Disney World for three days and you go to the parks and then you go home. Like, you almost need, if yeah. you really want to experience like all the stuff that they have with the golf courses and the water parks and the entertainment and the, the concert venues yeah. and everything, you need like weeks, plural, yeah. <laughs> you know, to yeah. do it all, which yeah. is nuts. They they have taken yeah, that, exactly. that that term plussing yes. and like really gone to the nth degree with it. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we should all just plan a trip. Let's go. And let's just go. And we'll get uh, Disney to sponsor the whole thing. I'm down. How about that? All right. And I'm putting into the universe. It's happening. Uh, all right. Number four for me, I feel like is a location that doesn't get enough love at Disneyland. And that's Bengal Barbecue. And, I don't and know what that is, oh, even. You don't know what Bengal barbecue no. is? It, it, it is so good. It's so good. And I think with their environmental design. Is it know, across from uh, Jungle Cruise? Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so it's, I know like the that, area then. it's okay. that little hut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think because the design there feels so safari, it almost just sort of blends in yeah, yeah. to the background of what's happening there. Less so now that they added this separate dining area, because it used to just be like there were countertops you yeah, would yeah. stand and eat at there, but then they... They got rid of like half of the gift shop that used to be there. And now you can like actually sit down and, and properly eat, which was a really smart move, I think, yeah. on their part. But yeah. Bengal barbecue, like you're getting fresh, like fire grilled meats and veggies, veggies that you can watch them cooking in this like it's a tree yeah, with yeah. a big like pit in the middle of it where they're cooking. And for me, it's it's the skewers at Bengal barbecue. Yeah. Um, 
their chicken and steak one's great. They've got just the basic Bengal beef uh, skewer, which has like the sweet Zulu sauce. And then they've got a, a spicy version that's like a spicier sauce that it's that is dipped in or marinated in. I don't know if they're marinating or dipping it. Probably just dipping it. Uh, and then they have the Chieftain chicken skewer, which is really, really good. That has like a Polynesian sauce. But honestly, I think one of the things that's most underrated there are the tiger tails. They've got these like breadstick things that are so delicious and you don't think you need them until you finished your skewer and there's Polynesian sauce all over your all face. All over. No. <laughs> yes, that you too. Soak up all the juice. Yeah. All Just the juice all from up. your little yeah. tray that sure. all your little things come in. You can wipe it all up. And they're like little tiger tails. Now imagine if those skewers were served inside of oh tiger tails gosh. and we wouldn't have this issue. <laughs> Why have they not done that? They, actually, you could make a really delicious sandwich because you could also get, they have these, uh, what is it? The, He's sneaking in another well, the one, safari folks. Skewer, the safari <laughs> skewer that's the bacon-wrapped asparagus. Ooh, I like asparagus. And that's so, oh, so good. Yeah. Like I feel like if you, this is going to be a pro tip. I want to see somebody do this. And maybe it should be you, Beastly is get a little plastic knife, slice your tiger tail in half, do yourself a little chicken <laughs> with a yes with a little asparagus oh. and bacon and make yourself a little sandwich. Some like three little sammies. Like some sliders. That sounds pretty good. Woo I don't know I don't I don't know if you guys saw this. I think it was either on TikTok or on Instagram. Somebody brought Hawaiian buns and they got the turkey leg. They broke off the turkey, put it in the Hawaiian bun, Ooh. and just ate it right there. And they brought that. They brought it from home. <laughs> those buns. I was like, That's great. this is amazing. I'm gonna try that at some point. That's a brilliant move. You know, uh, oh, no. just as, as a little shout out. At Disney World, uh, there's a restaurant that's right across from Jungle Cruise that's relatively new called the Jungle Skipper Canteen. And it's really great. It's a sit-down restaurant, but it's themed really well because it's themed all Jungle Cruise. Um, And so the waiters all sort of do the jokes that that Skipper's do. So like when they bring you your food, they have lots of puns and stuff. So it's a very fun experience. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's my number four. Over to you, Beastly. All right, so now my four is going to be over in Disney California Adventure. It is from Award Wieners mm-hmm. um, over in the Hollywood area, and it's going to be the Cubano Dog. Have you guys had that before? No, I know the the stand you're talking about, but I've not had that. So that um, it has a, a mojo pork, which mm. it consists of like various spices, some sort of citrus juice as well, and it has some a lot of garlic in there. Um, and it has pepper jack, mustard, and it's served on um, – Teleta bread, which is going to be like the, the the torta bread that you usually typically get at a at a Mexican supermarket, um, and it comes with a hot dog on top. But the pork on it is super tender. Um, the sauce on it is amazing, and then they put that hot dog on top, and it is the best thing in the world. And the teleta bread combined with everything, it is soft as well, but it doesn't it it, it doesn't uh, fall apart too easily, mm. which I appreciate because then it's just mushy and it's just not great. Right. But that is probably one of my favorite ones that just recently I tried maybe like two weeks ago. My mouth just started watering. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what that is one that I always recommend people. If you want to get it, you can split it with somebody else as well. And you're perfectly fine after that. Um, but I love that one. Mm. No. Oh, I'm my gosh. Well, the good news is you're going to the parks later today. So we've got to go back. We've got to go back. <laughs> oh my god <coughs> how many times can i fit that into this i episode? don't know we've got three more we've items three each more so items. we'll see at least nine times <laughs> okay uh my number three this is a good one this is another classic okay it's gonna be the restaurant is jolly holiday okay and it's the grilled oh. cheese and tomato soup oh classic oh, yes it's warm 
It's crunchy. It's there's nothing fancy about it. Nothing. Yeah. No, nothing's very foody about it. It's just basic grilled cheese and good tomato soup. But I always yeah. love to get that, especially less so now. But when we would. Uh, go early to sit for the parade mm. and would be like, you know, sitting on Main Street. That was my go-to parade waiting food. Mm. Like, I'd get that, sit on the, yeah. you know, on the curb in front of the Penny Arcade or something, and me and Lisa and Sophie, and like, when Miles was a baby, we'd just all get some grilled cheese and tomato oh soup and gosh. warm up and then see the nighttime parade and go home. It was just, it's the best. So, Jolly Holiday, grilled cheese, tomato soup combo, number three for me. Incredible selection. I've never had that from there before. Oh, that's great. See, the great thing about this list is that now I have all these items. I know what I love. You've got to go back. i got to go back. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I feel like I have to shout it after you every time, too. I don't know. Next time, I'm just going to leave you hanging. How about that? Uh, and then maybe Beastly will jump in. All right. Number three. This yeah. one easily could be number one. Okay. Easily could be number one, but I couldn't, I couldn't do it with the other two items that I have ahead of it. Uh, this is an item that, again, this feels like a hidden gem. Because unless you're someone that like is going to go sit at the bar at this location, at least for years, this is sort of how it was. But they they've now expanded the location, Lamplight, which is you know overseas uh, Pixar Pier. Um, it used to be a lot smaller. They didn't have like the extra it's called Ariel's Grotto. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And but then they changed it to Lamplight. The lobster nachos at Lamplight oh. are so yes freaking yes. good. It's so good. My wife and I used to go and we would sit at the bar like, you know, before we had kids and we'd, you know, in the middle of the day, California Adventure, have yourself a little cocktail and we would order the barbecue chicken pizza and the lobster nachos and you would share, you know, so like. And they catch those lobsters in that bay. They right do. They're very you, fresh. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. They're just a little tainted because of all the Fire lighting juice. fixtures and all that stuff. But but it, it's like seasoning. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. really what it is. Um, Builds character. But they, the lobster nachos, they're so they're there's good. They're they're great. Like the you get the right yeah. amount of cheese. There's um there's some sort of like pinkish sauce that they put on it that almost feels a little bit like a Thousand Island sauce, but not as thick and not as like chunky. A ramelade. Sure. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know if that's. The I have no idea what that is, but maybe that's. I worked that's... at Hands in high school, and I remember we had a ramelade. Thing. We've got a delicious lobster with a ramelade on the side, <laughs> ramelade ding dong. Um, but those lobster nachos—they've got the. I I would imagine they make the chips fresh there in house because they're like really really they catch great the chip. chips in the. They do, the yeah, bay exactly. Well. The fish and chips. <laughs> the fish and chips. <laughs> they all come from the bay. They all come from the bay. Uh, but I love them. They're delicious. It's a great sort of like midday. If you're if your kids are a little bit older and you can set them free in the park or you're younger and you're single or you know you're dating somebody, it's a nice spot just to go hang out, yeah. catch your breath, grab yourself a drink, a beer, a cocktail, whatever you're into, and have yourself some nachos and you will not be disappointed. That's my number. I've, my I've had some uh, some some dates at Disney California Adventure and um yeah, I would go to Lamplight Lounge for uh, a date. We'd get the lobster nachos. We'd split them, and uh, yeah, it was enough. It was filling. So it. yeah, it, it's a really hearty serving. Like you could fill up two people yeah. just with the nachos alone. It's so so good. Oh yeah, and you can't beat the vibe there. Sure. The vibes, primo. That's my number three. All right, what you got, Eric? All right, so mine is gonna be again. It's gonna be in Disney California Adventure, uh, Cocina Cucumanga, and it's gonna be the Quesabilia Tacos. 
that are over there on that side. Uh, has a good has a good crunch to it. The birria on there is amazing as well. Uh, I believe it's about maybe like 11 to 12 bucks, something like that. But you get, uh, I believe, three tacos and you get a consomme on there as well. You can dip the taco in there, take a bite, crunchy. Mm. The meat is super tender. It's, it's a good uh, shareable one as well. Somebody just has to fight for the third taco and see who wins. But, <laughs> but that's my favorite one. <laughs> Ooh, that's right by the Carl Strauss uh, beer cart. Yes, okay. right over there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, love it. Great choice. Um, all right, my number two. I'm going back back east. We're going east again. <laughs> going okay. back east, uh, and that's going to be there is a restaurant uh, which is not in any of the parks, but it's in downtown Disney. Okay. Um, what did they yeah. call it there? Did they call it downtown Disney, Disney? Springs? Disney Springs. Disney yeah. Springs. Um, Disney Springs. There's a restaurant called the Boathouse, yes. which is a great restaurant. So cool. And it's really cool. Yes. It's right at the end, uh, like kind of on the lake there. Um, you can see, you know how Disney has those cars that become boats? They yes. look like old They're 50s an- cars. Amphibious. Or, yeah. yeah. And uh, so those all launch right at the boathouse. Yes. So you can see all these families like driving around their little cars <laughs> in the lake. You know, um, last time yeah. we went, it was around Christmas and like Santa and Mrs. Claus came by on a barge and waved oh, to us. Whoa. It's just a great place to like have a good dinner um, and you can sit out on the pier. And so you're literally like right on the water. Right. But and that food or the food at that place, there's tons of good stuff. The burgers great. The appetizers yeah. are great. But for me. The lobster roll, lobster from roll from the boathouse is so good. Yes. It's so so good. It's super buttery. It's that perfect kind of toast that's great for a lobster roll. Mm. Mm. Very big, very yeah. filling lobster roll boathouse. The bread, the bread, the bread. When you get uh, a boathouse uh, and the garlic, whatever the spread is, that butter. Um, when you get the bread, it is amazing. And I try not to fill up whenever, yeah. <laughs> uh, when I went there last time, cause I believe they just give, they gave us a bunch of bread. As much bread and as I had want, about yeah. three. Uh, yeah. I had three. I'm like, all right, I'm good because I know I'm going to hate myself. after. Right. This, yeah. So I'm just going to get this away from <laughs> totally. me. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. That place is awesome. And when you sit inside, like some of the booths are like, it's like you're sitting in a boat in a boat. Yeah. yeah. An old Chris craft boat. That place is so, so it's cool. It's just a f- the the vibe at Disney Springs, awesome. It's so awesome. They yeah. got like that live music pavilion that's on the other side of the lake, yeah. uh, where you can sit there. Yeah. You know what's great about it, and that I've experienced a lot because we my my wife is from Orlando, and so we go down to Orlando a lot. You know, a couple times a year to see her family, and yeah. you know, as we all know, Disney can be very expensive, so we don't go to the parks every single time mm. we go. But it's hard to be like in Orlando and not get some sort of Disney on 100%, you. Hundred percent, yeah, and. Yeah. Get so, Disney on That's just a funny statement. And, and the, you know, um, what do we call it? You just told me what it's called. Not Disney Springs. Uh, Disney, Disney Springs. Springs yes, yes, Disney Springs. My brain was getting mushed. Um, <laughs> but I love going to Disney Springs because you get, well, yeah, you're not going on rides. You get that Disney magic and the, yeah. everything's clean and set up nicely and looks cool and there's music playing and there's a good vibe. Oh, yeah. So it's, I love that yeah. they do that and it's, you know, you don't have to pay to go. To Disney Springs. And there's that resort yeah, exactly. that butts up right against it with the, the Saratoga Springs Resort or yeah. something like that. So, yeah. And it's all like horse racing yeah. themed after like the, the racetrack yeah. in Saratoga, uh, New York. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. All right. We're getting down to the nitty gritty here. Number two for me originally was number one, but I, I had to move it to number two and you'll understand why in a few minutes. Number two for me, classic. Every Disney trip for me has to include this food item. Okay. And that's a churro. Sure. 
just the churro, oh, yeah. the basic churro. You, we've all gone to carnivals. <laughs> You've got the frozen churros from the grocery store. Disney has figured out how to cook a churro perfectly. Because sometimes you get the churro and it's too hard. Sure. Sometimes you get a churro, it's it's just like it's too mushy, too soft. Too soft. But they have yeah. the perfect crunch. Goldilocks it. They've Goldilocks the heck out of that churro. It is that right amount of crisp on the outside and that fluffy dough of, I don't even know what the dough is that people make for churros. Right. Maybe you know, Eric. Um, but it's just, it's perfect. Yeah. And the, the shape of the churro yeah. is so unique, like the ridges and the way the cinnamon gets like down in the ridges and you bite it and you feel the cinnamon sort of just sprinkling everywhere. And there's something just very, again, very nostalgic about that item and that little piece of like, tissue paper yeah. that they give you to like hold oh, your yeah. churro in like now if they made that tissue paper edible of... that would be oh, i know <laughs> and we got no waste food sort of... inside of food yeah but and now they've some like spiced it up paper. like uh, eric you probably have more insight into this you know than me but i feel like i see on social media all these different types of churros popping up lately yeah. with like ice cream on top yeah. and different sauces and all that sort of stuff but for me the old standard, and I just, I love walking up to one of those little booths. One churro, please. Yeah. You know, and then you just, like, it's just, it's delicious. And you can't go wrong. So I got it at number two. Love it. I, I like my churros uh, exactly just like that. There's uh, the tiramisu churro that just came out for, I believe it's the food and wine uh, festival. But I, I always just go back to the traditional, just regular churro because that is nostalgic for me. Yeah. And you just you just can't beat that, at least for me. It, so. It's the smell. Yeah. It's the texture of it. Everything just... A, a churro at Disneyland has never smelled, tasted, or felt different. Do you know? Like, yes. like if I went and had one today, it would be... I swear it would be exactly the same as the one I had when I was seven. Right. And that's nostalgia. Yes. Yeah. And people like that. So, so that's my number two. What you got, Beastly? All right. So mine, we're going to go out of the disney parks and we're going to go into uh downtown disney okay not so not so much downtown disney but disneyland hotel so trader sam's oh. um they're their tonkatsu ramen over there Ooh, i haven't not tried a that. lot of people know not a lot of people know that there's ramen over there mm. and when i tell them there's ramen they're like wait what it is the best thing in the world mm. so it's um a pork based like broth and it's got uh some really good noodles on there some pork belly you got some fresh green onions on there as well you have a good poached uh egg in there as well mm. um you can either get it with pork or with chicken whatever you want um but especially when it's been raining a lot so yeah. i'll go to trader sam's recently and i just get myself some ramen it just hits every single time i'm over there and then i'll get my uh tiki la casita drink which is a good tequila, uh, re like refresher drink. So, mm. uh, Trader Sam's for me in general, that's it. It holds a special place in my heart because I had my enchanted key before, mm. so I was blocked out for the entire summer. So I needed my Disney fix. <laughs> I went to Trader Sam's probably twice a week, and I got to the point now where I know all the bartenders over there. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> uh, it's amazing over there, and if you ever go over there. Uh, if you ever see Roy, he is a Disney legend and almost famous in his own uh, area. So if you ever see him over there, he will always take care of you. He will always chat you up, and it is just the best conversation you'll ever have with him. I'm going to so. look out for Roy. I, Trader Sam's yeah. is like, again, it feels like a hidden gem because I feel like a lot of people go to the parks and they see like, oh, this is where the security 
point is so like I don't go over there to the hotel. No, I go. You have go. to go, and any you don't need to be uh, like someone staying at the hotel. Anyone been. can just walk in there. You and I got to go. Yeah, yeah, I've never been in Trader Sam's. And we'll have a hoa, a hoa, I love it. All right, we're to the top of the list here. We've made it. Number one. Now I have two <laughs> options for number one. Is one fried chicken? <laughs> no, I would. Uh, one, one is I'll give you. How do I do this? I'm gonna give you the fake one first, I guess. Okay. Well, because I don't think it's fake, but you're gonna say it's fake. Okay. There is a restaurant that is just a mere five minutes away from Disneyland. Okay. Called Portillo's Hot Dogs. Oh my god. That I get. Every single time I go to the parks, okay. so I am associating it with <laughs> Disney. If you live in California and you are going to Disneyland, take the time to drive to Buena Park, which is five minutes away from Disney. I'm not exaggerating. Five minutes. Go to Portillo's Hot Dogs. Get yourself a Chicago jumbo hot dog with all the fixings and a large root beer, chocolate cake shake, some great fries. Maybe a beef and cheddar croissant. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's the greatest oh, food man. in the world. I will never stop hyping up Portillo's. You love it till the day I die. You love um, it, or until I'm sponsored by them, okay, just but... as a person. I just want to be like sponsored by Portillo's as a person. I believe in you. Um, hey, if, if Kevin Chamberlain can become the Sprouts guy, that's, yes, you could become I the, need Portillo's to be the Portillo's guy. guy. Yeah. Have you ever been to Portillo's? Eric? I've he I've heard of it, and I love hot dogs. That is my favorite. Dude, you gotta go. Thing. They're the greatest hot dogs you'll ever taste, ever. <laughs> I will I'll, I will make it a point to go over there because I've definitely heard of it. And me and just hot dogs in general, I will eat one. I will eat five. I'll eat ten. It's it's the best thing in the I world. Am so I am with definitely you. Make a point to go over there. I am with you, brother. Yes, you've got to go to Portillo's oh, and man. tell Wait, me what you think have about you had it. A Dodger dog? I've had a Dodger dog. Okay. What about These you, are Eric? So Dodger. much better than Dodger dogs. What? Oh my! That's literally not even in the same world. Yeah. That's like you know. Not the same ballpark. Not the same ballpark at all. <laughs> you know when like people in LA are like, "Have you ever been to Pink's? Pink's is so good. Pink's is trash. Pink's, Pink's no, it's, it's not good. It's not good. You go that get yourself down to Orange County. Go to Buena Park. Yeah. Go to Portillo's. Oh my god. All right, well, I'll leave that right, on the so floor. What's your real one? So now my real one is gonna be, as mentioned earlier today, the carbonara garlic mac and cheese featuring Nesky's peppered bacon. Ooh. Now. This is only a food and wine festival uh, thing, but golly, that was tasty. It was so good. It had the, like, breadcrumbs on top. You got little chunks of bacon, but the bacon's, like, not too hard that it becomes, like, oh, well, now it's, like, oh, there's the bacon. It's, like, perfectly cooked. The mac and cheese is great. It's cheesy without being too crazy. I absolutely loved it. I feel like if both of you suggested it, I've got to try it. You got to do it. All right. I'm, I'll, I'll do it just because you suggested it. Yes. That's the only reason. I'm excited. The bacon, the way you described the bacon, mm. just sounds it's great. Oh. So delish. All right, here we go. Number one for me. This one is just a no brainer for me. And it's going to sound a little bougie. I understand that. <laughs> is I it under- from Club 33? It's from Club 33, <laughs> yes. Uh, it's going to sound a little bougie. I understand not everyone has been able to go or will be able to go. So I feel like it's my responsibility yeah. to tell the world to tell it. the world how great this item is. Yes. Uh, it is it's the filet mignon from Club Thirty Three. Okay. It is the best filet I've ever had. 
in my life. If I remember correctly, the recipe, the the head chef at Club 33 used to be the head chef at the steakhouse that's at the Disneyland Hotel. And he came over and I think he brought his recipe for his filet to the club. And it is just, it was one of those filets. I don't know if you've ever had this experience. I'm not a big steak person. I don't eat it a lot. But have you ever had like a steak and you have to like set down your fork and knife after every bite because it's just yes. so good so savory and it's just yes. like it's buttery yes. it's not like too tough you know sometimes you go to some restaurants that aren't higher level and it's too tough you know and you're like you're working to get through that sure. literally like the knife just going yeah. right through it. and the sauce whatever the sauce is that they drizzle across that filet it might be in a ramalot yeah ramalama ding dong um but it is it's so so good um i've had it a couple times at the club i mean Honestly, the club. listen to you, Danny. <laughs> I've had it a few times at the club. <laughs> Stinker. Stinker. I've, been, but I've been fortunate. I've been fortunate enough to go to Club Thirty Three a couple times, and I, every single time I go over there, I either get drinks or actually just drinks, and maybe some small bites. Mm-hmm. But last time, the friend that took me in said, like, "Try the burger. It's very underrated." Mm-hmm. And uh, not a lot of people get it because they focus on like the steaks and like the the the, the other ones. Right. I'm like, all right, cool, I'll grab it. It's thirty three dollars and thirty three cents. Oh, that's perfect. Great. Club thirty three. So um, the bread, the meat, everything in general is just amazing on it. Um, I've only had it once, and I finished the entire thing, and I was so happy and so content. Uh, I wanted to get another one just to go. But I was like, no, no, I'm good. But the fries there were amazing too. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. the experience there. It's just, it's no rush. It's no pressure. You get to take your time with your meal. I think when you go for dinner, I want to say it's four or five courses. You know, if you do the lunch, I think it's three. Dinner, it's just like, you know that this is going to be a long experience. It's like a two-hour yeah. experience from pre-dinner drinks yeah. to your, you know, the amuse-bouche yeah. to all the things. Um, it's just, it's just a very unique experience. And I think the first time I had the filet was in the old, so they changed club 33. It's different now. Um, used to enter through a different place. Uh, used to, they had a lift that was there. The menu was a bit different. The whole vibe, it was very dark in there. And then they blew out where this fireplace used to be and put in a big window there. So a lot more light. And then they changed all the wood from like mahogany to like a light sort of pine now, but it's, um, it's an experience. So for me, it's, it was the filet, but it was also, dressed in you know a suit and tie at disneyland on royal street like standing on that balcony just look looking over everybody um it was a very fun experience and i'm looking forward to taking you eric uh someday i, I will take yes. you right after we golf right so, so as soon as you golf with me <laughs> that's the that's what i'm gonna take you key. yeah that's the key that's the magic key <laughs> i love it all right eric we've come to you what is beastly appetites number one disney food what you got for us okay so for me in general i have two but one is because i have to try it and the other one um, I'll, it's going to be probably one of my favorites, but the first one is going to be the Torta de Chilaquiles at Disney California Adventure, okay. and it's in Paradise Grill. Mm. So Paradise Grill has been killing it with food lately, and I always tell people, if you have a chance to go all the way over there, I know it's far, yeah. 
go over there because the better food, at least for me, in my opinion, is going to be a Paradise Grill. Okay, they've just been killing it over there with that kind of is stuff. Paradise Grill, you get it with the one that like is literally the farthest point, like between yes, like Goofy Roller Co- Goofy Sky School and In and Out, I guess. Inside out or inside you know out? Yeah. The, yeah. In and out. The Sorry. They added an in and out. I'm thinking food. I'm thinking food. Sorry. Inside out. <laughs> it's Bayside Brew, like right in front of Bayside Brews, and that's the the swings yeah, as yeah. well. Oh, it's yeah. like right over there in the most inconvenient spot. I wish it was closer. Um, I always drop cell reception when I'm back over there as well because it's so far and so deep inside. But um, it same thing, taleta bread with uh, green chilaquiles, chorizo beans, and um, it has a good like chipotle crema on top. Ooh. So that is one that I have to try at some point just because I love chilaquiles and I know that's going to be my number one. Um, but for me, um, and you mentioned this before, it's going to be the chicken fusuli over at Pizza Planet. Now, the only reason why that is my number one, that is because it is, I am transported back into my childhood. Yeah. Um, when I had that first bite, me growing up, I went to Disney with my family to, um, bond with them. Whenever something good happened, we'd go to Disney. Whenever something bad happened, we'd go to Disney. Um, whenever we had celebrations or anything like that, we lost a loved one. We'd go to Disney just because it made us feel better. And, uh, it always connected us, um, as a whole. So whenever we would go, we would, um, go over to pizza planet get our chicken fasuli and I remember there just sitting with my sister with my mom and with my dad and we would just all be together as a family Mm. and that was probably one of the best things in the world and whenever I sit down and I actually have it and I I look out into like the uh Captain EO theater and I look out into the line of um Space Mountain it's just it takes me back Mm. to that point when I was 10 12 years old and that first bite, I'm like, man, this is my childhood. This is why I love this place so, so much. Mm-hmm. So not only does it have a nostalgic uh, feel to me, but it's also, it, it, it's great. It's amazing. It's last for me. So <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. a great reasoning. And because you brought it all back to why Disney yeah. is so great, right? Exactly. It just, it makes us feel happy. Exactly. It makes us feel connected to our past, our childhood, our family. It's uh, it's the best. Um, exactly, Eric. This has been awesome, and we are Such so blast, yeah. glad that you joined us, uh, especially for this episode with your expertise in in the food world. Um, but yeah. thank you so much, a for all that you do and all your content and the joy that you're bringing people all around the world, and especially to Danny and I. Yeah. Uh, and we hope that we can talk with you again because this was really fun. Yeah, we'd love to have you back on, and hoping to run into you at the parks yes. uh, sometime soon. That'd be really, really cool oh, yeah. to uh, to catch you out there for sure. And we'll, we'll share a churro. That's right. Um, so sure. we're going to close up this episode the way that we always do. You can join in if you figure it out. Here we go. We like to end every episode by saying, D-I-S, see you real soon. N-E-Y, why? Because we count down. Disney Countdown Show. See you on the next one. Bye-bye. See you guys. Thanks, Eric. Eric, that was awesome, dude. That was great. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun.